Now this morning for our scripture for our sermon, we turn to the Gospel of John, the 16th chapter, beginning at verse 32 and reading through verse 33. Short little piece here. Jesus speaking these words to his disciples to comfort them. He says, but a time is coming and has come when you will be scattered, each to his own home. You will leave me all alone, yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. May God add his blessing now to the reading of his word from the Gospel of John. This morning my sermon is entitled, Being at Peace, instead of in pieces. Now, there's a lot of different kind of peace in this world. Peace is one of those words used in the Bible, a lot like love, that can have all sorts of varied and uh, intricate meanings. And so I want to talk about that. And I want to talk about first at what would be, I would say, a worldly view of peace and talk about how many of us uh, want that worldly view of peace. And a lot of people think that's the best kind of peace. Well, if we're talking about peace, let's begin by saying, what is peace as far as the world is concerned? Well, one basic definition is peace is the absence of conflict, is the absence of conflict. The world is at peace. Well, the world, I don't know if has ever been at peace, not since the fall, but to say the world is at peace. For instance, uh, following the Second World War, there was two significant dates. In May, there was a 45, there was VE Day, which is Victory in Europe Day. And then later in August, early September actually, there was VJ Day, which was Victory over Japan. Now, that didn't say peace, that said victory. And what followed was after that, there was occupation and there was cleaning up the remnants of the war. And then quickly there arose tensions between some of the allied powers and things like that. So was there really a peace? Well, there were peace terms signed and things like that. But it was a victory and it was the world was, let's say, reordered and for a time. I'm going to say for about a week, there was a sense that there would be peace in the world. And that did not last long. So uh, peace 
as far as the world on a worldwide, is there peace? Is the world at peace? There have been occasions, very few, but there have been occasions when it seems like the whole world is at peace. I have often observed when I am driving home from the uh, 11 o'clock to midnight Christmas Eve service here at the church and driving home, uh, I have always observed that this is the most peaceful time I have ever seen in this part of the Memphis metropolitan area. Germantown was quiet. Collierville was quiet. The drive now down to North Mississippi was quiet. It was like, wow, the world just has settled in and is at peace tonight. And there are very few of those occasions where there is a hush, if you will, a quietness across the land. But to say that there is peace in the world would be to really lie. Uh, there is very little peace in the world in the sense of the absence of conflict. There is always conflict, it seems, that is going on. Well, there's other types of peace in life. There is the peace of having your health, but being in reasonably good health. And for a lot of people, that is not the case. They have health issues, they have health problems, their health is deteriorating, they have different things, and it seems that you can't be at peace because of your health. In the, the world of financial planning and economics, they say that if you have enough money, you will be at peace. Well, that may be true, but I'm not sure that it is, because what's enough? What is enough? What if you have so much money that you begin to worry about, what am I going to do with it? How am I going to protect it? How am I going to invest it? I could have too much money. None of us ever have thought about really having too much money. But I've known many people who have had, let's say, according to the financial planners and the estate managers, oh, they have plenty of money, yet they're not at any kind of peace with it. Some people uh, want peace in their relationships. Husbands and wives often reach a good level of peace, sometimes not. Families, I've seen many a family where the children are not at peace with their parents and the parents aren't at peace with their children. I've noticed over the years how remarkably this is so, especially with children 13 to 15 years of age, that they're changing and growing and their parents certainly do not know anything. And so there's often little peace in the family. Later on, it's remarkable that, hmm, my parents did know something after all. And that comes back. But peace, peace as the world gives. 
You know, what brings you peace? Peace is that state of being in which things are how shall we say, tranquil, that things are okay, that you're not overly worried about both today or tomorrow, where you read these words that we read from the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, do not worry. If you don't have to worry about today or tomorrow, I would say you were probably in a pretty good state of peace. But be careful. Be careful. Now, that is, that is sort of a very generalized and a very overview look of peace in the world. That is that sense. But what about being at peace with God? And I think here is what Jesus is talking about. He says there in verse 33, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. That in me you may have peace. You know, I have known many people over the years who have been at peace with God. But when you looked at their lives, there was no peace in their lives. But they were okay because they were at peace with God. And this is a critical thing for us as Christians to be in full understanding of. We need to know and experience the peace that comes from God. Jesus says two chapters earlier in the Gospel of John, he says, I give you peace, not as the world gives you, but as God gives you. So, what is peace with God? Well, let's take it first at its very basic foundation. Peace with God is first knowing God. Knowing God. Knowing that there is a God. Knowing that God is the maker of all things. Knowing that God is the giver of life, including our lives, each and every person. Then secondly, it's just not knowing God in the sense of there is a great God in the heavens. It is knowing God in a personal way. It is knowing God through his son, Jesus Christ. For when we know God through his son, Jesus Christ, we begin to experience the power of God. In the song, the tribute that David sang this morning, there's a line in there, by his power, he has raised me. When we know our Lord Jesus Christ, when we have confessed him to be Lord and Savior of our lives, there is a peace that comes from that, from that knowledge, from that understanding, from that relationship with God. There is a peace that comes to us that the world in any form or fashion cannot give to us that only comes from God. And when that comes from God, that peace, then no matter what 
comes in life, we are able to work through it, to muddle through it, to endure it, to live with it, to see it. Our lives in this world may be full of conflict. Our lives in this world may be full of sickness and illness. Our lives in this world may be in conflict with others. Our lives in this world may have no hope of ever being at peace with the world. But our souls... Our spirits, our life itself, can be at peace with God. And if we are at peace with God, then we do not have to worry about being at peace with the world. From knowing, from being in relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, we get a peace from God that allows us to continue to live. It allows us to face the day with whatever the day brings, because I know that I am in peace. We live in a time where many people are and have just literally gone to pieces. Literally gone to pieces. Not being able to, to, to cope with the things that are going on in life. Being isolated. Being afraid sometimes of even going to the doctor to see about something being afraid that nobody will know about us, people going to pieces. But I tell you, when we are at peace with God, God can hold the broken pieces of our lives and we can still be at peace with him. Over my many years of ministry, there have been many different times when I have not been at peace with matters of the world, even in matters of family. I have not been at peace. Others have not been at peace. I remember when I was recalled for the war. It was the third day after Christmas, and we were in LaGrange, Georgia, visiting families. We were at Terry's parents' house celebrating Christmas with them when the phone call came saying, you're being recalled to active duty. Well, that brings distress. That brings difficulty. That brings certainly a sense of not being at peace. And yet, through all of that time, 
I was at peace with God. Because when I was at peace with God, I knew that God's purposes for me, for my family, for the church, for the greater world, for that matter, that they would be accomplished, that they would be taken care of according to the purposes and wills of God. And that gave me a peace, even in the midst of going off to war. So, we need to take the pieces of our life. We need to realize if we are seeking the peace of the world in all its many different forms, or we need to just trust and seek the peace of God in our lives. In the last line of verse 33, in the 16th chapter of John, Jesus offers this to his disciples. But take heart. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Well, the one who gives the peace that passes all understanding has overcome even this world of troubles. You, you can have this peace. You can know this comfort this means of grace that is delivered through God by his son to us all. Do not be overcome by the events of life. Do not be overcome by the lack of peace in various areas of your worldly life. But be at peace with the God who saves, the God who redeems, and the God who sent his son that we might have both peace now in our lives and enjoy an everlasting peace in him. Thanks be to God who gives us this peace in our hearts that gets us through each and every day. Amen. This morning, if you would care to make an offering on the way out, the offering plate is there at the back. And again, thank you as always, for your generosity to the church, your faithfulness, let us pray. Well, gracious God, we give our thanks this day.
We give our thanks for your presence in our lives. We give our thanks that you watch over us even in the midst of our troubles and difficulties. We thank you for the faithfulness of those who give to your church and to its mission work. We pray now that you accept our thanksgiving and all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.